the best time of the day show. I don't know about you, but do you have a sort of resting expression? When you're not really thinking about anything in particular, uh, you're not deliriously happy, you're not sad or anything like that, you just have your sort of resting expression. I have a resting expression, which I think a lot of people look think that I'm about to throw myself under a train or something. And uh, over the years, it's happened to me on several occasions. And I remember sitting in a, a, a pub, uh, which is where I like to spend a fair amount of my time, and uh, sitting there and I was watching a band because uh, I like watching music in pubs and things like that, and it was free as well, it was even better. So, a uh, local band doing a few covers and a few originals, it was good a few years ago. And uh, I'm sitting there by myself, and during the interval, bloke came over and said, uh, You all right? I went, Yeah, thinking, hmm. You know, normally I'm wearing my cloak of hostility, so I'm not necessarily wanting to have a conversation with it. Uh, thinking, Right, okay, fine. I'm just, you know, I've got a couple of pints in, so I'm feeling a bit more gregarious than I would have been when I first arrived. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. He said, oh, right, I've just been looking at you, thinking, oh, right, it's not one of those sort of conversations, is it? You know, I was younger then, so I was probably slightly better looking. And uh, so, yeah, right, fair enough. How do I sort of let them down gently? You know, it's all the same for you. I'm, you know, you're very kind. I'm very flattered, but I'm not that inclined. Um, but it wasn't that at all. He just said, he reached in his pocket and said, you looked rather down. Did I? Yes. So I thought, you might need these. And he handed me some pamphlets. Uh religious pamphlets you know follow the word of the lord and you'll be fine brackets so your resting expression will actually be one of joy rather than of misery uh, all right fine thank you very much indeed and i thought all right and there was a double whammy that evening because i live by the seaside and so i think that's fair enough so this man thinks i'm about to throw myself under a train or actually as i live by the seaside uh, into the water and swim out just like leonard rossiter as reginald perrin leaving a clothes on the beach and off you go or if you're even older john stonehouse the mp who left his clothes on the uh, on the beach we didn't actually swim to australia but he did uh, he crept up you must remember that story. Look up John Stonehouse, if you like, the MP. MP for Walsall, I think. I'm digressing. So, therefore, what I very often did, uh, and I still do from time to time, because it's really rather relaxing, you go to the pub, when the pub shuts, come out and stand on the beach. If it's a nice night, that's great. And the sea makes the most wonderful sound, because it's shingle where I live in Hastings, and so, therefore, you can hear it rattling. It's a wonderfully relaxing sound, and that's absolutely marvellous. So that's great. There are a couple of downsides. At once, I was standing there with my briefcase, having just got back from, gone, got off the train from work, gone straight to the pub, left, and there's me and a friend of mine standing there, and two coppers come up and insisted on searching us, because they thought we were probably waiting for a drug, a drug mule to arrive, for some refugees or something like that, we had a suitcase full of cash or coke. Uh, but neither just <laughs> some pencils and some uh, some filing paper and a packet of cigarettes back then there was nothing else uh, as exciting in there as they were hoping but uh, a lot of foreign students as well uh, because a lot of language schools in Hastings so there am I standing on the beach thinking what am I going to do with these religious pamphlets which are not really for me uh, I'll just have to, to recycle them or something like that and suddenly two young young people came up and said they're obviously European come to the language school thought they'd try out their their best English and so they looked at me and said excuse me they said are you okay I went yeah why 
Thinking, what's the matter with my resting face this evening? I've been given some religious pamphlets by someone who thought I was about to throw myself under a train or something or swim out to sea. And here am I standing on the beach just enjoying the evening and enjoying the sound of the shingle and uh, the undertow. And uh, two foreign students are coming and asking if I'm all right and I'm not about to, do, to, to, to top myself. Go, well, yes, it's terribly kind of you. I'm absolutely fine. I'm enjoying, enjoying the seaside. Oh, OK, but you look rather down. Oh, for goodness sake, what's the matter with people these days or Maybe it is just me. However, if you think my resting face looks miserable and mournful, uh, there was a teacher at my school who uh, had the the legend, most legendary resting face, and on one occasion uh, had been with a group of boys out to a, a rugby match where they'd been roundly trounced and uh, was waiting at the railway station to get the train back. And he wore a flat cap normally, and he was leaning against a pillar at the ra- railway station, someone like Stoke-on-Trent or whatever, and he had his cap in his hand. And this lady came up and said, Oh, you poor man, and put sixpence in it. You know, everyone remembers their first attempts, fumbling attempts at romance, don't they? Those moments where you think, Oh, this is it. I think I might have a girlfriend. It could be that, you know, when you're like six or seven, you have girlfriends, don't you? Which, of course, just... And then you go, ooh, girls are soppy. And, you know, girls go, ooh, boys are stupid, throw rocks at them. And then, when you're at 14, it's so the hormones kick in and big, big... And so, therefore, everything... All bets are off at that point. You just need somehow to bag somebody. How? I don't know, but you've got to. But you don't really know how, and you're just so clumsy and gauche and you can't even walk and talk at the same time if you're faced with a girl you know if you're oh yeah and so therefore near my school in ashbourne there was a a recreation ground i used to cycle up there and there were a couple of girls up there that we used to see on a regular basis so therefore the answer was we somehow have to you know it was a bit i suppose like a pride of lions or something like that you know there's not many uh uh, females about so we had to somehow be better than the the males okay you know it's that chest beating gorilla stuff but when you're only five foot six and you weigh about nine stone dripping wet and you're 14 it's a bit difficult to be the pride of the life you know the pride the pride of the pride so um one of these girls i actually got talking to and we were sitting on a bench i thought this is this could be great and i chained my bike up against a tree and so I'm in animated conversation trying to prove that I'm, you know, a, a worthy suitor for this girl, you know, and trying not to, my voice, trying not to quaver too much and squeak like it's just broken. And one of the uh, the local toughs, um, who's probably the same age as me, but a far better physical specimen than I'll ever be, um, spied my bike. And it had a chain link chain to it. And he pulled a penknife out of his pocket and just prized one of the links apart and took the chain off. And this girl said, he's trying to steal your bike. And I thought, he is trying to steal my bike. What do I do now? Obviously, I can't let him steal my bike. But how I deal with this will dictate how the next stage of my life with this girl goes. So... Drawing myself up to my full five foot six and nine stone, I sauntered over trying to look as massive as possible and I went, Excuse me? <laughs> That's the sort of thing, excuse me. Rather than going, What the fuck do you think you're doing? Uh, excuse me? In my best middle class posh boy voice. And he looked at me and he, and he handed me the chain and said, You want to be careful, mate. Someone's going to steal your bike. I went, Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Basically, for expo- exposing that. For sp- 
flaw in the uh, the security of my bicycle. And so I sort of bent it back and shoved it back and he wandered off. And anyway, obviously that was sufficient for this girl to take a, a reasonable shine to me, so much so that I walked her home to the estate at the back of the recreation ground and we had to cross a sort of muddy stream and there was a sort of tussock of grass. And as we, in the middle of the stream, she jumped onto it and I jumped onto it and we embraced and I kissed her. My first kiss with tongues and everything, and I can still remember saliva dripping out of the corner of our mouths. And I took her phone number and just, I cycled back home so quickly, it was just astonishing. I was like, my feet were like winged. And I remember rushing to the phone box and phoning her up. And she went, it won't work. It's just, we're too different as people. I think we're 14, for goodness sake. We should be fumbling and kissing and all that. Not trying to... If you've been watching too many soap operas or something, so that was the end. I, was that me being let down gently? But still, I got my bike still, and I'd had a kiss. Cases of mistaken identity uh, are legion. There are so many of them. And also, people are very quick to judge. Uh, this has happened to a friend of mine some years ago, and it's uh, really rather worrying. Uh, luckily, it's never happened to me, though, in fact, uh, on one occasion, this said friend did save me from certain death uh, when we were sniggering about something, and the bloke sitting next to us in the pub said, that's my wife you're laughing about, uh, which was not the case at all. But um, he was sitting, might it was a nice summer's day. You know, I don't know about you, but if the weather's nice, it's nice to have a pint outside. So he's sitting outside and uh, he's sitting there. And of course, the way that people's attitudes have changed over the years as well. So he's sitting outside, minding his own business, having a pint, looking at the sun, the sunshine. Yeah. And uh, there, was, there was, because it's one of these sort of big country type, they, they were sort of climbing frames and stuff like that for the kids. And uh, there was this child uh, on a climbing frame. And... Uh, the child fell off the bottom bit and, and all right it was it was suddenly sort of awakened from his reverie by the sound of howling and this child rushed past him into the pub oh, all right okay if anybody gone to find a parent say say you know going to want to kiss it better or whatever you know he'd only been alerted to this fact he was just sort of minding his own business thinking ah might have another one after this and suddenly heard the sound of, sort of shrieking and realized the child had fallen off this uh, climbing frame outside the pub and uh, Suddenly this bloke came out of the pub, absolutely incandescent, and saw my mate, who was the only person outside, and went, what you do to my daughter? And punched him as hard as he could, so much so he said, it was actually like a western. I went over the table. And I can tell you something, unlike the punches you see in a western, it really, really hurt. Luckily it didn't break my jaw or break any of my teeth. And the bloke disappeared inside the pub again. I think, what did I do to deserve that? You know, excuse me? What was I going to do next? Was I going to go in and remonstrate? No, I don't think I was, so I slunk away. It seemed like, you know, cowardice is the best thing. I, I mean, I could have phoned the police or something like that, but who was to see? It was just that bloke. There's no CCTV or anything in those days. It was just me and that bloke who lamped me. You know, I suppose I was lucky I wasn't glassed. But it is that thing. If you, you know, do actually do a bit of, you know, basic research before you decide to hit anybody, rather than go, he looks like a, a likely person to punch, I'd better belt him one. Ha <laughs> ha! I feel so much better. I wonder if the child actually said to her father actually later on, Daddy, why did you punch that man? He had nothing to do with it. I just fell off the climbing frame. I have no idea. But it it stayed with him for the rest of his life. And thinking, you know, you just don't know. You could be sitting there minding your own business and someone coming and clock you one for no apparent reason. The best time of the day show is back Monday. Please, please stay.
best time of the day show is a loading zone production. La di da.